Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. You done went out here and helped the homeless. You done feed the children. And they ain't a word, but you done fed the children. You done encouraged billions of people to speak their dreams into existence. But then people have put you on a pedestal so high mm. that if you made one simple mistake, they will crucify you and discredit every single thing that you did as if white people don't even have children. As if, you know what I'm saying, when you, so in essence, it's like this. You know, I'm not racist or nothing like that, but I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Like, you know, it shouldn't even be a secret that I stand for my culture first because I'm, I'm, I'm black. But, right. you know, my message is for anybody who really messes with the message of, of understanding the value of speaking dreams into existence. But anytime we go, let's say, like, you got this word called drunk, right? If you go into, when we talk about black people, if we say we get drunk, we go to the liquor store and it's always got to be in a liquor in a liquor bottle and a brown paper sack. But when it comes to like, when it comes to like, when white people get drunk, oh, it's just, this shit cute. Mm. It's cute. It's called wine. Wine dine. You're a wino, not an alcoholic. <laughs> You're a wino. It's fine dining. Why is it that we always get the negative connotation, but when you drink wine, it's positive? Like if you like you kill somebody positively drunk, but anytime you see a black man walking out the store with his sack, he immediately getting pulled over. It's the same reason why women in uh, black women in America, especially are deemed, their behavior is deemed ghetto, right? So, so if they get, think about this, if they go get red hair and yellow hair and throw it in their hair, people look at that and be like, oh, that's ghetto. But if you go to Africa and you go see women wearing the same type of hair and they're going to have red and yellow and wearing the same colorful attributes that women who grow up in the hood. But they don't deem that as cultural, they deem that as ghetto. And so a lot of things that we do that's attached to our actual culture is demonized the same way that the American Indian 
was made to be civilized, said that you got to cut your hair, get rid of your ways, be indoctrinated into school, right? Take on our religion and then you civilize as long as you get rid of your American Indian ways. It's a stripping of your culture is what they consider to be civilized. Once you no longer are acting within knowledge itself. So when I look at people in the hood, you know what I mean? A lot of them are acting more so within their nature. Like the, the, the like of colorful hair and things of that nature, that's more attached to us being original people in Africa and stuff. But we consider that ghetto because we haven't been exposed to real culture from the African diaspora. So, I want to make sure I got this right. True. So, is this true or false? A black woman gave birth to Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. True. Black woman gave birth to Martin Luther King. True. Black woman gave birth to LeBron James. True. Michael Jordan. True. James Brown. True. Kobe Bryant. True. So, why is it that a black woman can give birth to a black man that has a dream of changing the world and he actually goes out and live it, but she's still battling with living her own dreams, living her full potential, not thinking that she's great. If a black woman can give birth to Barack Obama and he become president, why doesn't she think that she can become it if she actually gave birth to the man who became the president? He don't even have a dream without you. So why are you lacking confidence? I think that well, I would I would like to say this first that black women in in today's time are um, what they consider to be the most upward of educated group right now in America. Black women are the most educated in America, which means that right now there's a breaking away. I think of a lot of limitations that black women have um, set on themselves because there's a lot of brilliancy coming out of the black community with black women. I would say one of the biggest issues that we have is the fact that the women think that they can't work with the man and the man think they can't work with the woman. And we having a lot of issues in between us. Like when a person characterizes their idea of a black woman, they go see, they go think about this loud, mild, strong, independent woman that they got all these issues that they can't work with. But when they think about a white woman, they think about, oh, someone that I can easily work with that's going to appease my ego and help me build, you know what I mean, and make everything fair seeming. So, for one, the images that we have of each other are negative, and we start to deal with each other based on those images. And then when it comes to white men looking at black uh, black women looking at black men, they go with the ideas that society has set up for them as well. But wait. The biggest catch is this issue. There is there was a sign that said that black men check your black masculinity check your masculinity at the door. Check your black masculine privilege at the door, something of that nature. So the idea, even that conversation in that in that in those words did not come from a black woman. The way that they view us right now did not come from a black woman. The way that a lot of black men are viewing or black women are viewing black men came from a white man, a gay man or a white woman. Mm. So the issue is the fact that we have images set up of each other that we didn't even create. That was imp- that was implanted in our minds from other people. But now we viewing each other based on that. And now we can't get along. So when I was in the UK, the sister asked me one of the first questions she asked me, she said, why do you think? 
you know, black men and black women can't get along. I said, wait a minute. You know it hasn't always been in this way, right? You know that this is a very small blimp in time of black men and black women not getting along. We've ruled side by side for thousands of years. So I don't want people to think in their imagination that this has just been history throughout time. No, this is history in America, for one, right? And then if you look at other empires, then of course they had their own issues based on who was the king or who was the queen, but historically black men and black women have got along that's how we populated this whole planet earth we was getting we was getting it on and getting along <laughs> we was getting it on just fine if y'all got any questions man i'm sitting and i'm having a conversation with the brother 19 keys um you only gonna get to see one side. You can you're gonna see billionaire PA, but you can uh you know hear 19 keys. We doing something a little different this time, man. Uh, I appreciate your existence. Happy birthday to everybody out there. Um why do you feel that tension was strategically created and put within the black community to separate the black man? from the black woman. Because it's not, you don't need, you don't, you don't need rocket scientists to see that. People create tension like, for example, people create tension like child support. Mm -hmm. As if black people are the only people that battles through child support. Right. As if, if you heard somebody right now, 19 Keys, say, I'm on child support. Uh-huh. You 1,000%, I don't care what you tell me, you know they're not Asian, they're talking about. True. You know they're not a white person. If you hear somebody say, I'm on child support, you know that person. You just in your head just assume that right. person is black. Right. So that's just one of many issues that I feel like the black man and the black woman goes through. Why is there so much tension created between the black man and the black woman as if no other cultures even have a fight? It's like we grew up down there thinking that right. we, we supposed to be in an argument. We, if, like he don't love me if he don't slap me. Right. He don't love me if he don't argue with me. And then if we show, it's like we have to play manipulation games. Like if I show this woman attention that I want to talk to her and I want to be with her, then she ain't gonna like me. Mm, this she is ain't true. gonna give me no time. But if I sit here and be a whole asshole and text, I gotta wait three days before I respond. Act like I ain't see the shit to say I was busy. Right. This is social engineering. Think about this. When white people make movies about problems that exist, you look at it as marriage problems, right? So they always show about failed marriages or depressed divorces, whatever it is. When black people, when they show issues between the love we have in our community, it's baby daddy and baby mama problems. And so you got to think of it. Why would the image be perpetuated? that all we have is baby daddy and baby mama drama problems. And in their community, the issues that's perpetuated is marriage issues. I think we should make Oh yeah, I'm down for that. I think we should go on the series, bro. Because I'm at a point in my life where I just want to, you know, I'm not a perfect individual and I ain't never going to claim to be. And I've let a lot of black women down. Mm-hmm. But I'm to a point now where I just like, I wouldn't even have a dream if a black woman didn't give birth to me. So to anyone that wants to bring up my past, I could care less because I'm going to always defend what gave birth to me. But I feel like 
you know, black men, we really be going through it. And that's why I know that a lot of people be inspired when they see like us, when I got the DMs, I got of people saying like, man, what y'all doing is inspiring. I felt this through people's DMs. Yeah. They were like, bro, this is inspiring to see two black brothers all the way in the United Kingdom inspiring other cultures to speak dreams into existence. I feel like we should just go on a whole campaign and just, I ain't even, the intent ain't even to really piss nobody off, but just to appreciate, you know what I'm saying? We got to. To where every time somebody buy a product from us, we give a black woman that has a child and she don't have a father, we give them a product for free. I'm down for that. We we there there has to be because because of the damage that has been set in our community, there has to be an intentional intentional advocacy of building those bridges and relationships again and restoring the foundation of trust. Because without trust you can't communicate with a person. You know what I mean? Like when a couple gets to the point where they no longer trust each other, they no longer hear what each other's saying. And that's why they argue over each other. Because a man can be explaining his point as logical in the fucking world as he want to. But when she no longer trusts you, she didn't hear none of that shit you just said. Mm. It didn't even matter. Trust builds communication. Communication is the foundation of relationships. And these relationships is what you build a nation out of. So as long as black men and black women are fighting, you're stripped from your partner in power because there will never be a rise of black man using any other woman on the planet Earth to put himself in position. There will never be a black man. I'm talking about a mass movement of black men will never gain power in America going with his all Hispanic women. You never gain power in America going with Asian women. You never gain power in America going with Russian women or Filipino. The only way that black men can get power is the same way every other race on the planet Earth does is by going with their women that are a part of their same race. So when you talk about black men gaining power, when you look at all of the power couples in America, the Sheridan, senators, Sheridan, the governors, Sheridan, the presidents, what wives did they have? White wives. If you go in China and you look at all the political figures and leaders, right, the billionaires, they have Asian wives. When you go into Mexico and you go look at what all of their wives look like, they have, they have Hispanic wives, Latino wives, indigenous wives, whatever it may be. So, But why is that necessary? Because the same way in the Bible and the Quran, it teaches you that a, a, a prophet has to come speak the language of his people because you have to be able to understand the struggle of your people so you can build them up. The same way that partner in power has to be able to understand what you've been through. She has to be able to speak the same language of the trauma you've been through, the culture, so she can go into your DNA and help build you based on your potential. But if she don't understand you, then y'all are partnering up. Y'all may sleeping together, but you don't understand the dream together because y'all didn't live that same nightmare. Now I know I know I don't do a thousand dreams. I ain't gonna say a thousand, but I don't do about 10, 10 to a hundred ideas at you. But this is the one I would like for us to stick to. I say we create a particular product. Because neither one of us will have a dream. This ain't no marketing or nothing. I don't care what nobody on live say. It's going to be people on here who's stuck on social media. I don't give a damn if you're watching my social media right now. This is real life for me and you. I just decided to go live just because we were sitting here and we were just chilling. We created, we, we have a product and we say every time somebody buy one of these, I give one to a single black mother 
for free to encourage her to speak her dreams into existence, regardless if she is considered ratchet, regardless if she is considered hood, regardless if she is a BBW or big ass, no titties, whatever you want to call her, attitude, no attitude, all of the names that they get called, because I just feel like, you know, my mama... My mama been up, bro. I've been in jail a lot. My mama always been up for me. And sometimes I just don't really feel like um, women really get the credit that they deserve. And that's why I always, like you said one time, like I never really highlight or speak about my dad because it really ain't much to say. I will say this. Not to discredit him. I I will say this. Um... We can go to an event. We can go to an event, and it can be an all women's event, right? If you go to an event and it's an all women event on the panel, um, it's beautiful because it's women empowering each other. If we throw an event and it's all men on the panel, the first question a person will ask is, "Where's the woman?" And I think there's also an issue with the fact that a lot of black men and black women, but a lot of black men go through a lot of trauma. And they be fucked up a long time, especially in the hood. Growing up in the hood, you go through PTSD, seeing people. I, I grew up seeing a bunch of different. I seen a bunch of different murders. I seen a bunch of different dead bodies. I've been shot at. I've been in a bunch of different situations. There is no recourse of healing for that measurement. And there's relationships you have with your uncles, your brothers, your fathers, your cousins. Nobody goes through a repeal process and trying to figure out how they can you know, heal those minds of those black men that have met this trauma. And so now we at this place to where I think the heterosexual black male is no longer put even into the conversation of a human being almost. Because now you have the women's rights, which include black women, and then you have the LGBT rights that includes homosexual black women. But there is no more sympathy or empathy for the black man anymore so do you think black women are powerful absolutely why don't they know that though some of them like let me ask you why don't black women have the same level of confidence and i'm not saying that they don't that we exude and that we show because when a person says to me Dang, bro, you got a lot of energy. How do you wake up every day and speak your dreams into existence? But ask yourself this question. Do because every do 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 what's the percentage of black men that have the confidence and ability to execute that we do? Well, I mean, nowadays because of social media, a lot of them pretend that they really just happy. Right. And they really had as much confidence. But it's so. a very small percentage. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean the same way it's a very small percentage of black women. Right, but there's there. I would dare to say that there's a larger percentage of black women these days that execute better than men. Yeah, I mean, and that's going after what they want even more than men because they've have to step it up because a lot of men have stepped it down. But what you think about this is my philosophy right here, right? And I don't care if nobody don't agree with it, but I feel like I know what my mama has instilled in me, in the man that I have become versus what I used to do and what I used to be. I feel like the black woman instilled her wisdom and intuition into me. I'm never going to have the wisdom and intuition that a woman has. But mama will always be like, I don't think you should go that way. I don't think you should do this. But it was my strength and my power that pushed the brain. But shoot, what good is it if you're strong and you went down the wrong street and got shot? 
you cannot help no, no that many people no more. Or you're not eating right. Or they say, hey, I think you should change this up and put the button out before you put the song out. You know what I'm saying? Because they get the intuition-wise, it's like this is what the people going to be on, and this is going to give birth to this particular drink. Everything my mom ever told me, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes pride and ego won't let me tell her to her face, but she ain't never steered me wrong. So I personally, I'm gonna keep saying what I'm saying, bro. I think we should really. I I agree with the point. Every time somebody buys something from us, I don't, you know, I want to create something to where we giving back to the black women to let them know that this is what's gonna happen, bro. To let them know that they are much appreciated, and I could care less what anybody say, bro. This will set the standards for how black men should treat black women, so, even if you have multiple women. Somebody said even something you, on here. You, they, they, they said, I will support the black men until the day I die, yet have been hurt the most by the black man. And, and we and, both hurt, though. Right. That, that's, and like and, and, and that's, that's, the, that's the whole point is that, for one, it's like you got the, every black man can say the same, or any black man that's been hurt can say the same thing. And but every community in the world that have hurt people, me, I mean, like in the Asian community, they will say the same thing. If he ever had his heart broken, he said, "Oh, I've been hurt by the Asian woman the most." But see, the thing is, they don't contest it like the Asian woman. They just been hurt by another person because they're so used to only having relationships but, but with me, each other. Let me ask you this: Have you ever talked? Have you ever dated a white woman? No. So, have you ever dated a uh, uh, like uh, a Middle Eastern woman? Uh, no. No? Okay, so let me ask you this. So the only person who can... There's a high probability that the only person that could have hurt you... But I, ain't never, I haven't been hurt, period, though. So. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. If you've never dated a white woman, period, the chances of... If you dated one black woman... Right, right that's what I'm saying. It's like, I've only been hurt by black people. Well, if you've only dated black people... That's the only person that could have ever Yeah, heard. same thing as proximity murders. Is they, they say black on black crime, but it's white on white crime, Asian on Asian crime, red on red, green on green, every color on color. There's a whole countries of people having civil wars against each other. What do you think that crime is? That's the same color on color crime. So it's proximity. So if you, uh, and, and so in that thought process, at the same time, we can't contest it like, oh, I'm only hurt by black men as if only black men are just out to hurt you. But at the same time, we have a lot of toxicity in the way our relationships are set up because they're not set up to heal each other. Well, they're not set the, up to grow each other. The they don't have any bigger points. The two of us. Why was the Because we allow everybody else to come in between us. And we allow everybody else to come in and give us what our nature should be. Listen, the black, the black experience in America is too intersectionalized with everybody else's thought process. So we got, if you go talk to an average black man or black woman, you're going to get the culture, ideas, perspective, socialization of a white man in there. Same thing, you'll get that also from a white woman. Then they're pulling from other cultures. So you're not even just talking to a black woman who's basing this relationship and her ideology based off the African ideas Right, but white people are going to base theirs off European ideas. The Asians are going to base them off Asian ideas. But black people, we have everybody in our minds, right? Except so she's going to right, and, but that's why people use the words like problematic and 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 all of these other different things. We didn't create that shit. That's the white women's rhetoric. So even when I hear those words, I'm like, whose words and whose mind are you using? 
You know what I mean? So, of course, I can't agree with you because I didn't agree with the white woman you took that from. I didn't agree with the white man you got it from. I didn't agree with the Asian or the Mexican or the red. I agree with the black man and the black woman that I'm basing the relationships of my nature off of. Let me ask you this, though. This is my other question. When we cross in the street. Yes, sir. Let me back up to the red light. And I don't want to make this racial, but I'm just tapping into the subconscious brains and I'm just being intelligent and smart. There's three lights. One of them is green. <laughs> one of them is yellow. Ugh. And one of them is red. But when you go across the crosswalk, <laughs> there's two lights. One of them is white. Yeah. One of them is red. Yeah. Why, since we live in a society that is so patriotic, why didn't they pull the same green light that's for the cause? Yeah, tell you where to walk. To put that in the walk. But instead, it was a white person that was white yeah. that told you when to walk. As if you follow me. But people don't understand that this goes into your subconscious to follow me. Follow As if you couldn't see green. Break it down. Tell me I'm wrong. Why but, couldn't green? Nah. But it's our own cultural sit and come up with the most logical reason of why that person white. had that being white. Right. I'm not being problematic. Right. I'm not being stupid. Right. I'm just saying let's be equal. Right. I've never seen a green human. Now remember so this. So let's make him green. Look, 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 look. When we went to the UK. That green man, that, that man that was white that you've been following your whole life on that light, he was green. I, and that was the first thing we noticed. This nigga green. Why the hell ours ain't green if we got green for go? So in the UK, they little man is green. The little green man tell you, go get the money. You know what I'm saying? But in the US, that white man, before you walk, you got to follow him. But the hand is orange. Now, who goddamn hand is orange no in the first place? You know what I mean? The little hand is orange, the man is white. But in the UK, the hand is orange, but the man is green. Actually, the hand is... <laughs> hey, the people on the live, bro, they was like, look, I did not look at it this way. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying. Why? Because You've never seen pull your car to a bro, red light. Bro, that America is light. built by... That was a coincidence? There's no coincidence no, because America... Bro, America is built by racists. It was a slap in your face. So if you are racist and you support white supremacy, then of course you're going to design white supremacy. If anything, why couldn't... If, if you think... If you think, how about this right here then? How about we make the background white and then make the man black? Mmm, talk that talk then. Since it don't matter to you. Hey, that's what they said about Jesus. Look, 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 that's Just what they make the background black. That's what they are saying about the Jesus. White and then make the little man black hey, so you can follow that. Hey, you know what they said about Jesus, right? Him, when you ask a person why Jesus got a they say Jesus ain't got no color. God ain't got no color. Well, if God ain't got no color, then why we don't just make him black then? You know what I mean? If you go ahead and picture of a white man, if the, the color don't matter, let's make him black. If the color don't matter, then why do we get all get this white figure? You know, there's literally still black people walking around praising white Jesus. Now, a lot of y'all let y'all grandmas and y'all mothers and aunties go away with this shit. I'm not with that type of person. If I get around family and they got white Jesus, I'm saying some shit. Because I can't let y'all be around me with this sickness and this illness and we thinking this is okay. Y'all going around, walking around, still believing in an imaginary white man. 
Y'all think this okay, and then everybody's woke until Christmas, because now what y'all about to go do is, for one, y'all about to go take y'all children, and y'all gonna have them sit on white men's lap, right, and beg them for some toys. Some toys. Now, these men some could toys? be these men could be pedophiles. Some these men could be perverts. These men could be sycophants. You don't know what's in their mind. But you 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 look at the white man as still innocent, even though he has done the most villainous shit on the planet Earth to us. So you gonna say, oh, he's cute. Why? Because he's a fat white man with a white beard. You see I'm how fat. You, 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 be nice, you, you see how they you see be how, nice, bro. You, you you see how they romanticize the white man and woman in our minds. But if you change that Jesus to a fat black man, he's your no good uncle. But when it's a white man with the white beard, oh, he's cute. He look like Santa Claus. So let me ask you this. To every black woman that's watching right now, yeah. what would you like to say to her? I love you. That's it. I mean, I ain't got nothing else to say. I love you. you I won't let my pride in No, my no, no. Like, life. seriously, I love you because... There, as you always say, without a black woman, there is no us. And, and, and I always make a joke that if there was no more women on the planet Earth, I'm gone. You you could cause you can call uh, 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 suicide selfish all you want to, but once the woman gone, I'm done because I'm cool. But more specifically, if there's no more black women on the planet Earth, what would the world be like? Oh my God. That would be terrible. I'm not going to lie. Like, my heart, like, I know a lot of people want to fight for cancer. A lot of people want to fight for curing HIV and stuff. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying that it don't need to be cured, but that's not my passion. What my passion is, is to, you know what I'm saying, heal myself first and to help and to let black women know that they are appreciated. Regardless if they, the, the one thing that I always have a problem with is, you know, growing up in the South. And I've always grown up around so-called plus-size women. Big ass, big titties. But I never knew that that was a problem. Because in my whole life... What you say? What you say now? Like, in the South, you know, most of the women are, like, plus-size. Okay. But to me... What plus-size mean? That's what I don't know. Like, I'm just being transparent. Like, if you go to the South, most of the women there are thick, bro. What thick man? So when we see a skinny woman, that's that's the opposite. You know, like they just got they just super thick. Like they eat. Well, give me what's super thick? Like they got a big booty, bro. They got big thighs. They got nice size breasts. So when you go to the south, what's nice size? Chill out, man. Chill out, chill out. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. Don't distract me. Don't he said me. nice size. Don't like, that was a personal preference. No. You can't even measure that. Like, but if you go to the south. And you meet a girl with no booty. If I'm from Alabama, bro, I'm from Alabama. And you meet somebody from the South and they don't have no ass. Right. That's a white They're guy. considered different. Yeah, not the person. Like, if yeah, you ain't got no booty, like, you almost ain't even black. No, nah, that's that's not regular, bro. She, it's not even regular. She must have had Something's like wrong with you. So, yeah, this, this might be a mutation. Life. So, when I got to California, you hear a girl say, I'm a plus-size model. I'm just like, well, to me, like, why you just not a model? Mm-hmm. Why did you have to tell me? Why you then? To me, this just how I took it. They can say whatever they want to say because I'm not. Because the standards like were created for white women. No, like you beautiful the way that you are, and I'm not saying this for your credentials or your credit. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't. You don't have to say that you a plus size model. You just a model to me. You want to know a secret? 
You still a great model. You want to know how? You don't have to say you a freckle face model. Obviously, I see your freckles. You want to know? I see your thickness. You want to know the man behind internationalizing thickness? Big booties. I'm gonna give y'all a secret. I'm gonna give y'all some game. No, because they be worshiping that stuff. I'm not gonna give you the game here because when I grew up, no, 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 hold on, hold on. In the '90s, growing up, those little small booties is what that was the industry standard because it was based off a white woman's body, right? So all women wanted to have smaller booties because all white women used to go for the board. They used to go for the plank. No, no, I'm just giving you the standard. I'm not even talking about regular small. I'm talking about. (laughs) Can't sit in a chair comfortably small because you're hitting your bones. Now, I'm going to tell you what ended up happening because me and my brother did a case study. My young older brother. We went to UC Berkeley and we did this study. Y'all rubbed a lot of salt. No. <laughs> That's not what we did. We did a real study. So we went around because we had noticed a paradigm shift happening. And the paradigm shift was white women, Asian women, Mexican women, Malaysian, Indian I'm talking about women from Yugoslavia. Everybody started to grow a little bump in the back. So we wanted to figure out why was this phenomenon happening when we were only accustomed to seeing the phenomenon of the bump in the back on black women. Mm. So what we've started to put together is we started to do historical research. So we found that in particular times that you always see, you can tell based on the economy that there are certain things that women wear. They say during a, a bad economy... Women used to wear longer, uh, shorter skirts in bad economies, right? And other economies, you know, uh, in the, the 19th, the 18th century, whatever, people used to want their face to be more pale because it represented that they were richer because they didn't have to come out in the sun and do the work. So there was always a connection between societal things and then what women did, right? So we said, huh, well, why do all the women get thick? So there was a major paradigm shift, one of the biggest paradigm shifts of our time that happened. President Obama. President Obama. He came into office. Now, women love power, right? So when black men was able to rise to the position of one of the most powerful offices in the world, what that did was changed the paradigm for everybody to where women sought power. They finally seen black men rise into one of these government positions. So what it ended up doing is these women wanted the power. They wanted the man in the position. So they started to shape themselves in the voluptuation of what that man in power liked because Michelle Obama got the bump in the back. So what we end up seeing across the world, because they had never seen a black man as a president, this changed the paradigm. They said, forget what these white men like, forget what these Asian men like. All of a sudden, women of different ethnicities, nationalities, ideologies, Background fatalities. I don't even know what that means. But they started to get thick. But let me ask you. And it's a Barack Obama is the reason that women around the world of F different ethnicities got thick. But then they went out of control and started doing buck shots, back shots, and all kind of ass shots. Will a black woman ever become president? It's pop. Uh, uh, Michelle Obama could. But not just any black woman. Will it show a sign of weakness to other countries? That if we allow a woman to run our country, will other countries look at us as being weak? But I have to ask you that. But then to me, the man that's running the country wouldn't even be running the country if a black if a, if a black woman, which was the original race, I never say, gave birth to. So I would say this. If that black woman is with the right black man, 
No. But nine out of ten. Here's what here's 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 what happens. Well, I'm asking you some questions tonight. Bro. No, if that black woman is with the right black man, then no, because it don't matter who you know what I mean, that's a couple. They're both calling the shots together. The same way Barack Obama, if he was with a white woman, I wouldn't have voted for him. You know what I'm talking about? So you wouldn't have voted for Obama because he was with a white woman? Absolutely not. Because that legacy would have went back right into white people's legacy in their generations, in their vote, families, in their But did you vote for him anyway? Because he had a black woman. But you voted. First time. <laughs> I had a reason to vote. This man, he was the most articulate human being hey, I had met. Hey, I'm in the CNN interview. <laughs> I, I had I had never met a man so articulate. Matter of fact, I'm going to be a kid. I might keep it a thousand. I might have. Because Obama get angry, I have not seen Barack Obama get angry. You want me to show you something? But that was a bad thing. That was not a good thing. Can I show you? That was not good. We should have seen him get angry so it normalized black anger instead of making it seem like the exception. Well, what do you think about this? Here's a man by the name of Martin Luther King. He never did become the president of the United States. Okay. But he did say one day I have a dream. And he said that he had a dream that one day black and white children would come together and be able to drink from the same water fountain, correct? Yeah. He said one day that schools would integrate black and white children together so that we could learn together. And we fought to sit on the same bus that they sat in, that they owned. But then I saw a later interview where Martin Luther King said, that dream that I once had has turned into a nightmare. Yeah. What did Martin Luther King, from your take, what do you think he meant by that? The burning, you you speaking about the speech, the burning house uh, speech, man, when he talked about, um, I feel we're going to get integration, but it's going to be a burning house. Um, what he had realized, right before that, he had had a conversation with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and there was an article printed in the newspaper, Muslims and Christians Join Forces. And what he had realized, for one, he realized the Jews that were backing him because, you know, he right, had one financially? financially and putting him in power like they had gave him money. They gave him a Nobel Peace Prize and everything. And he had told them he didn't want the money. He gave it away to charity. Now, he had got caught up. So why was it black people backing him? Uh, there was a lot of black people backing uh, Martin Luther King. But. Financially, uh, there was a lot of black people too, but when it came to the power that was backing him, you know, he was in a lot of the Jewish pockets. They, those are the ones who gave him a Nobel Peace Prize and pushed him up in this position to where they'd be like, yeah, we rock with you. You are a boy. So why would the Jewish people support Martin but never would support Malcolm? Because they can control Martin. They, Mal Malcolm, wasn't a, uh, Malcolm was a danger. Martin wasn't. So are you saying, well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But Martin could have been easily more of a puppet for money, just as well as Donald Trump. Uh, well, Martin wasn't really after money. And I think partially of that was an issue because he gave away his money for the Nobel Peace Prize. But then when he had that conversation with Elijah Muhammad, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he realized, wait a minute, we need money to make this thing work. So what he realized, he changed his position to saying that he came out with that speech, that same speech. He said, wait a minute, we need to boycott Coca-Cola. We need to boycott these big corporations. 
because that's how we hit him. And then he, he was talking about creating entrepreneurship and the economic paradigm and shifting that. That's when they said, wait a minute, now you're dangerous. And they killed him the very next day. See, Malcolm X was already talking about that. That was already his platform. But they feared that Malcolm X really had the hearts of the people. And if he wanted to shift those people into the right direction, he would have been the most dangerous leader to date. Do you feel truthfully that Malcolm X was a, had that much influence? He did when, when he was together with the Nation of Islam. But, but at the same time, the Christians hated him. But let me ask and you a lot of our people hated him. Was you born into a rich family? Uh, rich with knowledge itself, but not money. Money. You get yeah. Was you born into a wealthy family? Um, when, when I say wealthy, <laughs> finance, finance. I'm going somewhere with it. Wealthy with this imagination of finances, but not physical finances. Finance. So, was we? Was you born with fame? Like when you came out the womb, everyone knew you. I'm technically. You um, the world. The world knew how the black guy was born, but they didn't know who which black guy it was. <laughs> So what I'm saying is, what do we battle with? Uh, One of the things that we battle with, and let's just, I'm just being transparent for myself. We out here helping millions of people. But at the same time, working on keeping our lights on, keeping our life together. But a million people might follow your message and what you do. Think that because you did a TED Talk or, or I did a TED Talk, that you're an expert in a field just because you're on the platform of the opposite race of you. Right. Um, my point is this. I'm still figuring out who I am as a person. I'm still growing as an individual. So when we look at a person like Malcolm X, a person that, you know what I'm saying, people can make whatever assumptions that they want to make on this, on, on, on this man. Do you feel that he did more good or more wrong for the culture of black people? You know, I had this question in my interview when I was in the UK, and I did a whole segment on talking about Malcolm X. Malcolm X wasn't a hero in my household. Growing up as a black Muslim in the nation of Islam, and I got to answer the question like this. Because for me, you know, um, Malcolm X did a lot of... The, the, the legacy of Malcolm X did a lot of harm to black people. But how do you... But he, we, we not used to fighting. How do you balance when you come from the hood and you get famous? So I'm dipping and dabbling right now, bro. Do I want to be famous, rich, or help the culture? Because all this new to me. But my heart, you know, you we live in the same house. You know where my heart at. But damn, I ain't never had this much attention. How you know that didn't happen to him? I know it. I'm, I'm sure it did. I don't think his intent, This I don't know. Like, I'm just... But you got to remember that when Malcolm X, so here's an important thing, because I want to context for the people that's listening, and they probably didn't understand that, and a lot of that went over their head. Dapper Dan said in an interview, when he went to jail, he was locked up. It was, uh, I think it was May 19th, he who said it Dapper was. Dan? Dapper Dan, the guy who popularized Gucci to the streets. He the, re he the reason Gucci is what it is right now. Okay. I knew who he was. I just wanted him to know. Yeah, so he said that when, when he was... Locked up, he was locked up with Malcolm's killer. And they, back in that time when it had just happened, they were praising Malcolm's killer as a hero. So, in a breath of clear, it's like, a hero? What, what you mean? We can't fathom 
the times that were at that point, right? Because we're looking at things 50 years later and looking at Malcolm's legacy. And a lot of people enjoy Malcolm because of the autobiography that was written on Malcolm. So they're looking at it differently. But if, if uh, imagine this. We join the shifters group, right? We change thousands and thousands of people's economic paradigm. We change their, their, their turn them from pimps into strong family moral Muslims. We change their life. We give them the money, spiritual, conscious, all kind of awakenings. We go around the whole planet. But then you, right? I bring in billionaire PA. I turn this brother, he now he billionaire X. Now billionaire X, right? He no longer doing the things he used to do. You know what I mean? He one of the most powerful speakers on the planet Earth. You going around, I mean, you speaking in Congress, you speaking to the UN, you speaking to Oxford, you going around, the world loves you. But then one day, you know, I, I'll be like, brother, been there, you know, we got the people on our side. And uh, let's say Obama got killed. And I was like, bro, don't say nothing bad about Obama because we, 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 we trying to keep the people on our side and a lot of people loved Obama. But instead, you go out there and you say something about Obama. And I'm like, oh, man, I'll give you a direct order, bro. Why you have to do that? So now I'm like, look, bro, we just going to give you a 60-day time off for the shifters right now because, yeah, I mean, you kind of getting big for your bridges. So you take, you don't want to take the 60-day. Instead, what ended up happening, you come out and you tell them about um, some women that I was messing with. So now, because at the same time, Let's say that you actually used to talk to one of those women that I'm now rocking with, but you're married now, and you don't believe in polygamy, so you're not going to get with these women anyway. But I'm over here. I got these women. The world don't know about this because I'm just changing the world. And as far as the one leader that's doing everything for black people, I mean, he's changing thousands of people. So now the world is looking at it like, here you come out and you venomous against me. And they're like, wait a minute, didn't he put you on? Wait a minute, that's the same man I just got my knowledge itself from. They just taught me who I was. That just changed my entire life. And at the same time, the shifters is going out over here protecting buildings and doing community programs and, and giving people jobs. So they like, no, this man tripping, man. This man didn't went hypocritical and he didn't win against this brother. So no. Nah. So everybody at this point want to kill you. You know what I mean? They ain't rocking with you. So this brother that do kill you, he's held as a hero because they like, he done got him out of here. That was the sentiment of how it felt during that time. Like we can look at Malcolm 50 years later and people can say he's my hero. But those same people that say that, not even Muslim or nor do they follow what he actually taught and couldn't tell you that. They can only tell you what was in his autobiography. So are you saying that it's people who will stand up and say that they are diehard Malcolm X fans, but they still eat pork? Absolutely. Malcolm X wouldn't even I, I I would agree, like I would think Malcolm X wouldn't even like most of these cats that, that say that they rock with him. Because Bro, here these I, I think he was a G though. He was. And and a lot of these people they, they look at his autobiography and they rock with him based on that, but don't even know nothing else about him. I look at Malcolm X like the way that you look. Yeah, he from was what, a man. From what I know of Malcolm X, some of the stuff that he would say. This one, you know, one of the most powerful things he said to me was, I might mess this up, but he said, I live like a man that has died already or something. And I, something, you you know that quote? No. I had to show <laughs> you. I, that one. No, no, no. I did. I butchered. I butchered. I butchered this one. But he said, I live like a man that has died already. 
as as he as he was saying this, he was basically saying that I have no fear as a black man. Yeah, he'd been resurrected. And when I was listening to him, I was saying to myself, this the type of fear, fearlessness I want to have towards anybody. Because I really felt like he was alive, serious about that. Yeah. Like this man said, I live like a man that has died already. And then he made a statement after, and I was like, That's hey. a cold quote, actually. But the thing is, I never, to be real with you, bro, when I grew up, like this might sound crazy. I only grew up knowing him as the leader and not like, I didn't even know he was Muslim. So my whole, my, this majority, and this people who are sitting be like, how did you not know that? It's like, bro, they, when they promote him, bro, they, <laughs> I only knew him for the speeches. You know what I'm saying? I knew Martin Luther King was a Christian. I knew that 100% because they always said the Baptist church in Atlanta, Georgia. But think about that. I though. never got tied to a word. Like, there's not one individual that can tell you outside of saying Harlem, what place of place, what, what's the address that Malcolm X actually spoke at? Niggas can tell you what Martin Luther King did that speech at, at the damn church. All the Bob Bomb room. But you get what I'm saying? You think of it like this. Here's the Malcolm and... Um, and Martin Paradox is that they've been commercialized leaders and utilized now for they an agenda. They're against each other, bro. You understand me? What's society going to do with us, though? Society can't. I mean, they can try. But what I'm saying is the purpose so everybody knows is that we have this conversation is that the reason why a lot of people really rock with us is because we don't have women issues. We don't have financial issues. Meaning, you don't have to ever worry about me stealing money out your pocket. Or me sleeping with the woman that you're going to marry with. Because, not because I don't want to do it to you because you're my friend. It's like, it just ain't how my heart set up. Right. This ain't got nothing to do with you. Like, you come second to it. It's like, I ain't going to do this because this is just not who I am. Because on the flip side, I do believe in karma. And if I did that, then you might not do it to me, but somebody else would. And then here I am looking stupid. Let me ask you this. Before you knew me. Had you heard of, uh, not I mean, it might not even came from me, but had you heard of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? No. Here's what history. I, ain't gonna say, I, no, I wasn't really familiar. Like, like, like the way it's now. So, so look at how what history has effectively done, right? Because a lot of people love Malcolm X, and they say, "Man, you know." No, he I love Malcolm, Malcolm X. I ain't gonna lie. And, 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 and so you had to think about this. They love the man, but they don't love the one who made him who he is. And if if I was America, I would want it to be the way it is. I wouldn't want people to know of Elijah Muhammad. I would want people to know of Malcolm X. Because Malcolm X, the way that his death was carried out, makes people not want to fuck with the nation of Islam. And you're talking about people who've never actually interacted with brothers from the nation of but Islam. But it's a good strategy to separate black culture. Exactly. So what it effectively did is his death overshadowed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's life and teachings. But I think it's a great, if with me being a very intuitive, and I'm going to say this. I'm because Malcolm X don't have any books, so you can't learn from Malcolm X. You'd have to go to Elijah Muhammad to learn what Malcolm X knew. I'm going to say this slowly. Slowly. So that people, nobody misses this. I think that it was a great strategy to separate black culture. 
when I look at it and you just dissect, even if a black person, I'm just hypothetically saying, killed that man, to the degree of how it was pushed and the separation between how the separation between Malcolm X and that I see between the nation of Islam, it made black people feel like I can't even trust my own. Right. As if I do not have to agree with everything that 19 keys say or do, but that don't mean I killed him. I'm smart enough to realize that like, I don't like the gray crown, bro, or I don't like the purple crown. Just because I said I don't like it and something happened to you, I didn't do it. Right. But nobody's ever... Here's the coldest part about history. Nobody's ever blamed Elijah Muhammad for the death of Malcolm X. Nobody. Like, that's not the thing. What they do is... See, this is how smart history... This is how smart they are. He was they a, they, was, they was put it soldier, on... Was he a soldier for the... For, I, for the, the time that he was there... He raised the. Oh, he, he was a soldier to us, though. For the time that he was there, he raised the uh, the bar in the nation of Islam. Cause he introduced me to Muslim, bro. Yeah, he did. I I, I can't lie. I, I'm not gonna lie. But Tim push us with my cat. I would have never heard about the. the I would have never even knew what a Muslim was. I think with him, this is what got most people. He as a man, I, I, I he to talked too damn much. Because if I met know, Malcolm, I wouldn't agree with. Him. As a man, I look at him as a man. People look at him as a myth. I look at him like me. He was very is this a word charismatic? Yeah. He had personality. Into I heard I've heard a lot of women say he was a very attractive individual. And when you attractive, you got personality, charisma. You know how to dress, and you got a gift to gab. I personally feel like he was just the perfect person to say. Speak for us. Yeah. I remember Mama was, I ain't going to say a terrible speaker, but he wasn't a good speaker. No, he, he just had the knowledge. I ain't going to say it in a bad way, but like yeah. Malcolm was a way better speaker. He was the best orator, one of the best orators in history. You know what I'm saying? But at, at, Elijah Muhammad had the knowledge. He had the speaking gift. But that's the same thing going back to what we was talking about earlier. The black woman is underappreciated. My grandmama instilled in me the message of speaking dreams into existence. So the same way you honor Elijah Muhammad, I honor grandmama who said when you when I was locked up in jail, just like when Malcolm was locked up in jail, <laughs> my grandmama said, get on people your body, but don't get on people your mind. Tell me Elijah Muhammad wouldn't have said something like that to Malcolm X. My grandmama was the one who said, how many times did them people feed you today? And I said once, and she said, it's a damn shame. You ate one time, I paid for the meal twice. I said, what you mean by that? I paid taxes for that building to be there, and I came down there to the jail cell to put money on your books. Brother Billionaire has an amazing ability to, to sum up a conversation with the quote of his grandmother. We could be talking about physics, and he going to say, the same way that sun is up there, my mama told me, even when it's dark, the sun still goes shine. <laughs> that brother is good. He is like all of a sudden. His his grandmother became Elijah Muhammad in a second. I'm like, he's good. See how he did that? Woo! We could be talking about Moses and. Man, when my grandmother used to split the the, the the pie at the crib, she said, see, baby, 
You don't, don't need to. <laughs> I don't want nobody to think that I'm comparing her to Elijah Muhammad. But what I'm saying is, I there are good. some people who are watching this that a person might, the way Elijah Muhammad may have been the inspiration to a lot of influential people. There are some people who might not be Muslim, but they still have very influential people in their lives. Absolutely. That's how I looked up to my grandma. Absolutely. So when I was locked up, it was my grandma who instilled the lessons of helping helping black people. When you when you decide to do something positive, baby, I want you to start charging people for it. It was my grandma who said, "Make your book nine hundred dollars." It was my grandma who said, "Name your book, not my mind is broke, yeah, but your mind is wealthy." Hey, listen, y'all, wait a minute. I got one minute left. I'm about to uh, cut it down, bring it back, man. Make sure y'all tap back in for this. This conference, this stuff getting good right here. <laughs> we should have did. We should do this every night. We would have had all kind of good content. We do this every night, bro. We don't have to ask for uh, some money on here because Rick gonna be doing. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this good right here. I still got mine recording. This going on my podcast. <laughs> You think I'm about to let hey, this go? This right here is going to get us in a lot of trouble, boy. We was extra transparent tonight. <laughs> I am saying, we was, hey, we was extra transparent. Sometimes boy. we should just pick one day out the week where we just go, you know what I mean? Just do a crazy, just, you know what I mean? Just, just let them words flow, brother. Let the truth flow. No, it, it, was, it was definitely a great conversation. Um, but we got to put some action behind. And it's good that we have conversations like this because people don't really understand what leaders go through. Because they get to be submissive. They get to be employees. What up? Empress AK, my uh AKA my first you, wife. You, 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 you get what I'm saying? I tell the person I told the person today, bro. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this as short as I possibly can. Imagine you grew up your whole life, right? And you look up to Malcolm X. Uh-huh. You look up to Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. People quoting these people while you are a child. You see, you grew up with foundation, but what happens when you grow up atheist? And uh-huh. all you hear about is like influential black people. And you look at them on the screen and you just like, dang, I don't know Malcolm is a Muslim, but I'm just like, I wish I could talk like that. I right. wish I had that kind of confidence. And then you look at Martin Luther King like, I have a dream. You know what I'm saying? I wish I had that type of confidence, and here I am locked up. And then one, and then 15 years go by, and here you will, you find yourself in Los Angeles, California, and you find yourself as the new millennial leader that people used to look up to years ago. You find yourself in them shoes, mm. and you find yourself like looking like, dang. It's like, no, I'm not Malcolm X. I'm billionaire PA. No, I'm not Martin Luther King, but I'm billionaire PA. But I see what they was attempting to do. And I see from looking at their life some of the mistakes that they possibly could have made that we need to have a conversation about so you never shoot me, so that you never think that I stabbed you in your back, so that you never get in a meeting with somebody and they say, oh, billionaire said this. It's like, come on, bro, I lived with both for four years, bro. Right. You, you know what's the most beautiful part about today? We are the only generation or the first generation that has... That has the ability to broadcast our mindset so much, right? Like, right now, we've done an hour live, right? It's going on about two hours coming up in a little bit. But you got to think about this. There's some people on here that's been on 365 of our lives, right? That's 365 hours that they spent with our thoughts, mind, philosophies, and ideas. 
the people at the time where Malcolm and Martin was living had never spent that much time with Malcolm and Martin's mind. To get to know them personally, to get to know their thoughts, their ideas on so many ranges of subject. That's why it's not as much content that there will be when we grow up. So we can meet a brother that lives, There was the, 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 that white boy that was in, he was in the Netherlands. He came up to come see you in the UK. What was he from? When we was in the UK, there was a a, a white boy. Forgot, forgot, forgot. He he came seven hours from the UK, and in his bio, his bio it says the uh, follower of the Unabilized Muhammad. Now Manchester, 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 took the bus. Now he was the the whitest of whites that you can think of as a white person. But he bought crowns from me. I never had met him. And he, he said, Allah. And, and yeah, he said, follower of the Anubalaj Muhammad. And you think about that now, literally in that environment at first, it would have been impossible for a message to even be streamed to him to where it can change the mindset of an individual within that vicinity and that environment. But see, what's happening today is we have the ability to stream and broadcast in homes all across the planet Earth at zero marginal cost, right? So when we think about that, it changes the way that the world is, period, because it changes the consciousness and environments that we will never step foot in. But they get to spend time with us. So we get to spend more time with our constituents, right, than any other leaders at any other point in time ever. Because they used to have to call meetings and people had to come there in person. But we get to directly, anytime we get a good thought, we can open up our phones and the people can hear it in real time. So this is a different era of what the next generation will be. And a lot of people are taking it lightly, the abilities that we have utilizing technology right now. Let me ask you this. If Malcolm X and Martin Luther King was able, I know they not to. Let's not talk about what they could have done together. Okay. If they was able to come back right now today. Yeah. And both of them say, it's, it's you sitting in that chair, I'm sitting in this chair. And Malcolm sat in that chair. And Martin Luther King sat in that chair. Do you think they would be proud of us for working together? Oh, yeah, they'd be tapped in. Do you think that they would say that even though we may have not lived the life that y'all think that we should, based on the life that we live, they helped y'all to come together? Because even when I see their indifferences of not working together, it makes me want to work with you. I never thought I'd work with a Catholic. Not going to lie. Who Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, my brother's not Catholic. He's not Catholic. He's a Jehovah Witness. No, no, no. I was born. I was born. I was born in a Christian family. Bro. Okay, yes, sir. But by no means, and and I'm very, I'm very, and I can care less what anybody say. Even if God came down from heaven and He told me that if I was worshiping Christianity. It was the wrong thing to worship. Mm. I would tell him to send me to hell because that is the loyalty that I had to the woman who converted me from doing negativity to positive. Mm. And if you send her to hell, then I want to go with her. Because mm. to me, that's what loyalty looked like to me. I'm not asking nobody else to agree with that. I just want to go wherever my grandmama went and wherever my mama went. If you didn't see no godly in them, then nigga, you not my God. Because i never seen a woman that stayed in a house with me, that held a, a sawed-off shotgun. My granddad had a sawed-off shotgun, and he living to this day. And, and everybody know I still love my granddad. To my grandma head, and that woman said, if you're a man, like you want everybody to think you're a man, pull that trigger and show him. And on that day, that's when I said, that's the type of confidence I want. 
when somebody got a gun to your head and you don't suck their dick or you don't buy down to them or you don't say please. My grandmama, I seen it with my own eyes, bro. My grandmama didn't buy down at all. She had the Bible holding in her hand. I was like, I don't know what that woman believed in, but whatever your belief is, if you believe in your dream, I want to believe in my dream to that degree. If you believe in failing, I want to believe in failing to that degree. That you said, I'm gonna keep, keep it a buck with y'all. I ain't going to hell with nobody. Because it it is cause cause this there's there's this thing, right? To where and this this like I said, this is separate from even comparing it. But it's a thought process that there's a lot of our but do hell exist or we live It's a right state now? of mind. It's a state of mind. So a person we have a lot of black people right now. That live within Christianity and they they're still following it because their parents do it or well, their or their grandparents. What does Christianity mean, though, bro? Well, the the reason I say that is because for a lot of people it means a white god. How long did Christianity come? Like, first off, Christianity came. If I'm not, if I, I don't know the exact date, but that it came years after Jesus. Yeah. So Christianity so my, my is question, my religion. Question, my question to you is. How could you? I ain't even a religious person. I just know. What I, I, I was always taught a good Christian is a good Muslim, but but, but I understand that. But if Jesus was Jewish and G, and you consider Ju- Jesus being your number one follower and your number one leader, leader, I want to say this slow. Let me slow down. I want to make sure I say this slow because some people miss this right here. Now, when you talk about Jews, you talking about them black Jews for mm-hmm. all you guys that's getting confused. If, if Jesus was Jewish, when it comes to realms. Would you like a 20-inch, bro, or a 24-inch? He probably got the 24-inch chariot. Let me ask you as a black man. Would you rather have $1 million or a dollar? I'm taking my million. What's the difference? Why would I take a dollar? Hold on, my bro. Would you rather have a house with 63 bedrooms or no bedrooms and sleeping on the streets? I would take the 63. I don't need 63, but I'd take the 63. Since since the other option is zero. So when it comes to religion, the thing that we're supposed to build the foundation of our life on, if Jesus was Jewish, why did we take second to Christianity or third, fourth, or fifth if you know Jesus was a Jewish? You never met one Christian that said Jesus was Christian. Jesus don't even know the word Jesus nor Christian. But I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> Jesus Tell, couldn't even say hold that. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about hypothetically, bro. Is it one Christian you ever heard that said Jesus was a Christian? Every Christian on earth that I ever heard say that said he was Jewish. So why would you go for a ram? Why would you go for a house? Why would you go for a dollar? And that's not even what you're supposed to serve. Well, it's supposed to represent a consciousness to Christ's consciousness and their connection to following the mindset of Jesus. But you, you told my grandma even told me Jesus was Jewish. They said he was Hebrew. Some people said he was Well, okay, he Hebrew. Say what you want to say, but that's still not Christianity. You can say whatever you want. This brother is a devout Catholic, man. He's going hard. Bro, bro, bro. Is is Hebrew Christian? Who? Hebrew. Nah. I don't know. No, it's not, bro. It's, um... You you get the point. I ain't got well, it. let me see. Are they, no, the Hebrew Israelites. Yes, they the Israelites. It's the the Hebrew Israelites. But my point is this right here, bro. They you they know, they study the Bible. Stop, It's not the Christianity of what we know in America. Right. This is you different. You know this... that Jesus Christ is a Jewish. 
why would you settle? Why would you pray to your Lord and Savior and be something that came 2,000 years after him? Now, I don't care if somebody come on here, a pastor, somebody come on here and they give me all the good quotables. Because mm. they be good. At, I ain't going to lie. They be good. And hype me up. I'm just speaking from a factual standpoint. You just sat here and told me that you would not want a 20-inch fucking rim over a 24-inch rim because you know the 24-inch rim is better. You know damn well if your Jesus is Jewish, then damn it, I want to be Jewish too. But that we are the true Jews already. But that's what I'm saying. So why be the fake Jew? But technically, <laughs> technically, Jesus was a black Muslim. And there's no way to disprove. If you look but at the you Bible, have to be careful when you say Jesus was a black Muslim, because Muslim, according to the Muslim definition, means a person who only submits to the will of God. This means that one, means, he who submits his or her will to do the will of God, which means he doesn't technically have to say that I am Muslim, right? No, he never had to say that, but he just did it based based on what the definition of Muslim is. That's what his life exemplifies. So I can be Christian and still be a Muslim. Yeah, technically, yeah. That's why I was taught a good Christian is a good Muslim. But most people don't follow it in that aspect to where they are good Christians. <laughs> 19 keys. Hey, bro, this live for the good us and all. I'm just going to say in the comments, if this hit Instagram, Twitter, or anything, y'all take it lightly on me. <laughs> I don't really care, cause man. Hey, listen. I'm gonna give y'all some gold though, because the 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 G, like a lot of people like talk about Jesus, but I've I've gotten a different understanding. I'm not one of those people that say fuck religion, fuck Jesus. I, I think I used to have that sentiment no, when no, I was younger. That, no, I'm just saying like when I was younger, I think there was like this ignorant anger, right? But as I get older, I understand why people why Jesus is the most used name. And the most powerful story in the history of all stories on the planet Earth ever created. It started with a C. It's the most powerful. It started with a C. The most powerful one. Oh, God. Capitalism. So if 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 you go to the Quran, Jesus was uh, his birth was first mentioned. It's a nineteen key. It was first mentioned in the nineteenth surah, um, chapter nineteen, verse nineteen, right? And there was this group of nineteen men. They called the family, and this is a documentary on Netflix. And it was nineteen men. And they said their their core their core thing was that they would take um they would find all of the key men around the world and they would utilize Jesus not the Bible not the whole Bible not Christianity they had a book of Jesus and it was just only Jesus quotes and a characterization of who he was and what they believed was basically Jesus was like a revolutionary to them he was like he would like he would have been like you know a marine or like a soldier or whatever. Right. So what they do is they take the Jesus being non-religious, right, non-denominational Christian, whatever, and they just build on that. And what they was able to do was they created an entire infrastructure across the planet Earth to where they went to all of the leaders on the world. Right. Whether they was terrorists, whether they was presidents. Right. And from the last 60 years, they've infiltrated the entire leadership of the planet Earth and created this fellowship. So, so they've been able to utilize the name of Jesus to gain them power because they just invoke his name because it's been so powerful because the idea of Jesus, it represents a particular consciousness. 
So let's say if P, the reason that people looked at Nipsey Hussle as a Jesus is because to his people, he was Jesus. Because he reformed, he was down there with the with the with the with the crazies, with the gangsters. He was down there turning water to wine, doing all of the things that Jesus did in the book, because it represents a revolutionary mindset. That's what Jesus represents, right? So when people talk about Jesus, they're talking about the idea of the man and that an individual can take on that same type of consciousness and they can act as their Jesus in their time. Because there's a messianic energy that individuals can partake in. So white men have understood how powerful the idea of Jesus is. So they can go to a Muslim country, talk to a Muslim leader about Jesus because they don't represent Christianity. And they will talk about an idea rather than a, a, a religion. And now that shit has become so powerful that they have state dinners that they got to have for every single president. They got to have a goddamn Jesus dinner because these 19 men decided they want to take the planet Earth just utilizing Jesus. But we don't know how to utilize religion for power. We don't know how to we know how to utilize it to where we are giving up our power and being slaves instead of actually taking it for what the real power is. So if I was to invoke, if you go look at, look at, look at these famous families, the families right now, whether they're black families, whatever it is, these people that's using Christianity and using the word Jesus, so they get money. Was, Christianity was used to make money. It's used right now to make money. That is the most. Come on, look how much money churches is getting. Wait, Creflo Dollar. Wait, no, we ain't gonna call the name nineteen. Jesus, call the name already. <laughs> but what do they say about us? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we promote positivity, and people say we make money off it. You should make money off positivity. Well, so but why, why cannot Creflo Dollar make money off? Jesus? Who said he couldn't? Did I say he couldn't? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm an observer. I'm just asking questions. I'm an observer. I need to keep. I'm just asking questions that people are gonna ask. Now listen. No, no, no. Okay. No, you said enough. <laughs> you said enough, Jesus. Uh, listen <laughs> now. Yo, no. Look, 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 look. Jesus, I, but Jesus put it on my I spirit. Have a, I have a question. Well, he put it on my spirit. I gotta. I, uh -huh. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just answer me. All right. Was was Jesus the Christ, the person that we know, or was he a real human, bro? Um, I believe that there was a man at that particular point in time, 2,000 years ago, that, that probably represented the idea of Jesus. Just like there's, there's been men after him and before him that represented that same idea, and that same idea has been crafted throughout history. So if somebody was to characterize, think about 2,000 years from now, if somebody looked at Nipsey Hussle life and it was like he was Jesus. Right, 2,000 years ago. And they might not use the word Nipsey. They go use the word Jesus because of the energy that he represented. So I believe that 2,000 years before Jesus, there was another man named Jesus. Because they don't represent, because that wasn't even his name, so it represents an idea. But let me ask you this. A consciousness. We sit and we watch the Gary Fees. We watch the Grant Cardone. Mm -hmm. We watch the Jay Morrison. This subject is going to piss a lot of people off. Right. I was born Christian. Mm-hmm. I went to a Christian church my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm speaking from my experience. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't tell me about my experience. Mm-hmm. I don't care if y'all want to send y'all buttons back or anything. I'm on straight alpine water right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I only seen one person getting money. Mm. If you are a pastor, mm -hmm. or let's remove pastor, let's remove church. Mm -hmm. If you run an entity mm -hmm. and you got employees mm -hmm. and you had an employee working for you for 10 years, mm -hmm. and for the first year, the person made $10,000 a year. Mm -hmm. For the second year, the person made $10,000 mm -hmm. a year. For the third year, the person made $9,000 mm -hmm. a year. For the fourth year, the person made $8,000 mm -hmm. a year. But they following your leadership of higher consciousness. Uh -oh. Why are they still going broke while you still getting richer if the name of the game we supposed to bring the team together to uplift them so that they can have more? Mm. So when I would go to church, I would always see the grandmama like steal the fuck off, but the pastor like got fucking all the women like something. So what you saying is No, I'm not saying Hold on, I'm about to, I'm no, about to no, do no, what I'm you do. No, 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 no. What you saying is What you saying is is that Kanye West <laughs> <laughs> No, this is how you be summing it up on me. What you saying is that Kanye West <laughs> is making billions of dollars, but his singers are still poor. But he got a church. Is that what you said? <laughs> That's how a billionaire be summing it up. When I, I talk, he going to sum it up to one point like that. <laughs> so you saying Kanye West is making billions of dollars off Jesus, right? But... The singers no, still no, no, having a hard time pay their bills. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, let me say what I'm saying. All right. And I know some people on my live, they ain't used to hearing me talk like this right here. And I'm on straight alpine water right now. But what I'm saying is, I say this to you, 19. Yeah. If you tell me that you have read 35 books, mm -hmm. helping your culture, mm -hmm. but you cannot show me, and you became a billionaire, mm -hmm. but you cannot show me one person that you help to get a credit score from a 550 to a 750. Mm. That you help go from an apartment to a house. Mm. How can you say that you have grown your community when nobody even speaks highly of what you've done for them? The only person that's speaking for you is you. What responsibility that's what I'm to you? So what, when what, I go, what no, responsibility no, 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 does the no, church have? I'm no, 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 the church. I mean, not the church, but the the people who attend church. Like, if you go to church right now. I don't want to talk about the church, but I'm just sitting here saying, if I'm following a pastor and I gave you my whole life, first off, I'm not giving no pastor my whole life because God is bigger than any pastor. And I hope every pastor sit here and watch this. This ain't my emotion speaking, my nigga. You ain't nowhere near bigger than the God that I serve. Mm. So you're not finna sit here and put your pretty ass fucking tie on and put your pretty suit on as if you don't have imperfections as I do. I am just as imperfection as you are. I, I'm, if I have slept with a thousand women, nigga, so what? You have done your dirt. Just because your dirt ain't as bad as my dirt don't mean it ain't equivalent. If mm. you went to the bank and you stole $100,000 and I was supposed to be married and I was cheating, they still sin to God. Mm. Right? Okay. Or I'm tripping. No, no, I get it. But, but, when but, I, but what I'm saying is, if I have read 35 books, I don't want to sit on CNN. I, I'm not calling, I'm not saying that because I'm not no perfect individual. I'm just speaking for me. If When I make my billions of dollars, I don't want to sit on CNN if not one black person. I don't want to sit on, I ain't going to say CNN because some people going to take that shit as a joke and run with that shit. I don't want to sit on no platform if not one black person can stand up and say that brother helped me to speak my dreams into existence. That brother helped me to manifest my dreams. And but still realizing that if I do make a mistake, 
Bro, I'm a whole human. So y'all got to stop looking up to leaders like they your God. That's the point that I'm making. Y'all be going into churches looking up to these pastors like y'all supposed to serve them. And y'all stupid for that stupid shit. I agree. Y'all stupid for that. It's almost like you should go to hell for even putting that much trust in a human. As if when you caught, like if you catch billionaire doing something wrong, you don't have no business putting all your faith in me. Talking about, I knew the damn shit speak dreams into existence wasn't no good. No, it was some good. God was just using me to push the message. Because your little bitch ass, we didn't have enough courage. Okay. Church, say church. No, Say Chuck. You didn't have enough energy. Ben there done got hyped in here, no, man. No. He said, he went to church. He said, yo little bitch ass. Dang, I ain't never heard Ben there go off like that. Tap no, in, man. No. Tap the little man four times on your chest, man. No, no, You're going no, hard no, over no, there, no. man. But what I'm, what, this is what I'm saying. It's like everybody who ain't doing better than you want to criticize you because you're doing better than them. Mm. And that's the truth. you never seen nobody doing better than you criticizing you. No, the people who was doing better than you wanted to see you come up and they wanted to say, if I went and sat and I talked to Diddy and Diddy seen this live, Diddy would say, hey, man, I want to help you grow so you can be better. Now, let me I ask you this, you though. I want to help you grow to elevate to a next level. We're not going to talk down on you. The, the, so the goal, don't take advice from people who don't add value. The, in the, the goal for anybody who follows anything is to follow the truth and not the man. And one of the biggest issues follow is that the follow the truth and not, not the, the man. man. Right. Follow the what? The truth and not the man. That's all I was saying. So you I, just that's, said I'm just summing it up for you. I'm just summing it up you for you. You just said it differently to me. And, 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 and that's where we get lost in any organization, any religion, any spiritual, anything, is that a lot of people will follow the personality, right, that delivers the truth, right? They will follow the vessel that gives you the truth instead of the truth itself. And the truth is this universal electrical energy that streams, like you can't, it ain't, it has nothing to do with the person that gives it to you. We appreciate the conduit of truth, but it's the truth itself that we tap into. Because even if you turn out to not be living within the truth that you give it, the truth is just as valuable and as powerful. Because me, I can take truth regardless of situation or source. But oftentimes we follow the man and not the truth. And that's why we are able to be manipulated by the truth, right? So that is one of our biggest issues. You have to be able to follow the truth and not the man. I don't care if the man is a lying, cheating, no good, low down dog. The truth is separate from them. Even if they if they give you I a truth, it's that, just though. as valuable. I agree with it's that. more powerful when a person follows the truth. So that's basically, you know, to sum it up with what you no, was talking about. That's 100% what, exactly what I'm saying is that it's too many people that put their whole life. Hey, man, get out of here. Somebody said, I ain't going to let you know what they said. Bro, I don't care. They just out of here. What you know what I'm talking about? Man, I ain't going to repeat that and speak that into existence. Being transparent, bro. No, they said billionaires are lame. <laughs> See, I ain't want to say that on my podcast, man. <laughs> you got me saying that, but I just no, got no, him on out of here on my live, bro, man. There's a lot of people that's going to say billionaires are lame. Okay. There's a lot of people that's going to say Jesus was lame. There's okay. a lot of people going to say their own mama lame. Woo. There's a lot of people that's going to say their daddy lame. I don't take it personal, bro. The person that said that, I wish them appreciation for their existence. Mm. I send them positiveness. I send them healing over their life that they be more successful than me. 
Because I don't because I've come to realization that you don't have to speak to be heard. I've come to realization that I can no longer lower my level of intelligence to meet another person's level of ignorance. Ooh, brother tapped in. So you can't get mad at me because I sit over here and if that's how you feel about me, if you consider me lame, never find yourself in the same room with me or my nigga you lame. Never find yourself even looking at my life or you become lame. You know, hate is just... Because you've never seen a police officer riding in a fire truck. Hate is just a negative infatuation. That's all it is. A person be infatuated, but negatively instead of positively. I'm just saying, right. Love is a positive infatuation in a sense. Hate is just a negative infatuation. People be so infatuated with you, but negatively. You understand me? And so that's why they can sit there and they can watch you for hours mm -hmm. and be mad. But they're infatuated with it, though. We infatuated with white supremacy. That's why we always watering it and always bringing it up, all the negative. We always talking about what we hate because you infatuated with it. So hate is a negative infatuation. So when you say you hate somebody or you got a hater, they're just infatuated with you, but their mind is negative. You know what I'm talking about? But a positive mind, they look at the things that they're infatuated with positively. It's different. You know, I was on... I was I was I was on Instagram the other day and I had to give this shout out, right? Anybody on here familiar with August Alcina's story right now? Who's August Alcina? Stop her. Ain't he the dude that was uh with Will Smith's wife? He got a very inspirational story. I think you should if you don't know his story, bro, you should look it up, bro. August Alcina. What song he had? Um, I, I love it. I remember that. I don't know if that's the exact title, but he had one with Trinidad James. That's that's very fair. What he had? No, no, no. But, I only know, know one Trinidad James song. Don't, don't let me forget that. Don't let me and forget that's, that's the one on the go. I got goals all in my mind. Let me get to this, all right? August is battling with Lupus? some type of autoimmune disease. Yeah. And I don't want to discredit this man's story. And I don't want to say it in a way because he has become so influential and positive to me. Okay. Um, this brother is from like New Orleans. And I saw somebody come on this brother's page and say something like, Chris Brown should have never been better than me. You are a better person. This brother responded. And said that that brother that you were speaking about is my brother. And God has blessed both of us to be equally successful. And I'm not measuring my success. I'm summarizing what he said based off of materials. He in his lane, I'm in my lane. But what I cannot allow you to do is speak bad about my brother. And I know, I know this brother's story, bro. All I can see was the brother. I don't know if this is true or not, but I see the brother laying in his hospital bed sending this message. Defending the brother, some girl, some, some lady wrote this. You go on his Instagram and you will see it, bro. Look up this brother's story, bro. Bro got a very inspirational story. I don't care what a person. Now, can I say something? I, I, it might be a little lower consciousness. That is a funny ass comment. What? The comment. No, I'm just saying. Like, no, I mean the context just, of it. 
Because he said that. I, uh, why did God have to make? What did he say? Why did God have to make Chris Brown more talented to you? No, no, no. I'm summarizing what he said. But you can go to it and look at what he said. He I'm on the phone. I can't do that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is this right here. If somebody came on here and said that. They said, oh, he's getting escalated again. Save us, Keith. He's <laughs> getting escalated? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tell him I love him, man. Yeah, he said I love your way, man. Hey, but you know I just be passionate, bro. Nah, but I I I seen his story. It was an inspirational no, 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 story. No, no. I didn't like the I didn't like the 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 the, the thing he did with uh Jada Pick and Smith, but that was some weird well, see, stuff. That, but just, you I'm know the rest of it that. is cool. I'm not familiar with that. You know, I ain't, we ain't about to go into it right now. We ain't gonna make it a gossip. I'm not really familiar with that. Yeah. So. I don't know, you know, I, I like man shit. You gotta be on some man shit. You can't be on no for real masculinity. I don't rock with that for real masculinity. You know, that's some new stuff. I don't rock with that new stuff, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of these cats be on that new stuff, man. This man went well, his Well, we, we cannot have no podcast together. <laughs> we can't have no podcast. I done got called lame on your shit. <laughs> I done got called that shit. Meanwhile... Everybody that got something to say, let me tell you this. I, I love y'all to life. I'm a, I'm a, when this live is over, I don't care. I ain't, I ain't don't care, but four people on my live, I'm going to go drink my alkaline water. And when the first of the month come, I'm going to pay my own light bill. Trust me. Bro, would you wear that? Um, that No, I got something to say. That thing that Pharrell had, I don't know what you call it. It was like a jacket dress. I'm gonna play like, like you a puff jacket. It's like you played like you didn't know what August said. Positive. Uh, I didn't see nothing for real. I had on, bro. <laughs> you ain't being for real right there. No, I'm, I'm being for real. real. <laughs> no, I seen you. You hashtag and said no, no for real. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to what I was saying. I had something to say, man. You be making me forget what I'm saying. Uh, what? What? Uh, why they say I was escalating? Oh, uh, cause your voices, you was getting into the mode again, cause you said that these bitch ass niggas, you got you started you started to use profanity in your language. So so other culture can use profanity. How <laughs> 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 hey, you be jumping all the way. Other see, wait a minute. So other cultures no, no, can no, use no. it. So Mongolians can curse, but the black man when he curse, y'all got an issue with it. It's That's how like, it escalated. That's not being there be breaking shit down. So Egyptians could curse, right? Egyptians, because they can say all the motherfucks they want to, but when a black man curse, y'all got an issue with no, it. No, because this is what <laughs> this is what it is. Bro, I don't care. Like, this is what people have to realize. If this is anybody that's on this Oh, my right God. Now. See, we can, we, look, 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 look. Let's calm down. Let's bring it back to peace. This is what I want people to realize. How many of y'all on this live right now pay yourself? How many of you on 19 Keys Live pay yourself? You mm. see, when I, I celebrate my birthday on what, bro? The 19th of every month. To the point that 19 Keys even one day said, well, bro, it seemed like, when's your birthday, bro? You just had one two months ago. But y'all want to sit here and say, I'm stupid or I'm escalating or I'm crazy. But when the last time you paid yourself? But I guarantee you, you paid T-Mobile. I guarantee you, you pay Sprint. And some of y'all want to be uh, funny and say, I ain't got Sprint or T-Mobile. Well, whoever you got, you paid them, but you ain't paid yourself. And when your black ass die, Sprint ain't going to be at your funeral. Mm. T-Mobile ain't going to be at your funeral. The rent people ain't going to be at your funeral. And then you want to debate with me and say, well, man, I got to pay my rent to live. But when you die, they ain't even come give you a rose. Pedal. Not a pedal? 
a rose petal. Not even a petal. So what I'm saying to you is, why do you buy more flowers for dead people than you do for people that's living? Mm-mm. You see, I'm tapped in with my femininity, bro, and my masculinity. I'm tapped in with my vulnerability and being a man. Mm. I just know who to cry with and who not to cry with. Mm. When it comes to when I go home to my mom, I go get in her bed. When did you when did you get first tapped into your femininity? When I realized who was there for me, bro. When did you get tapped into your masculinity, man? My mom, I'm not gonna lie, man. My mama taught me how to be a man, bro. What man. what what would you say to the people that say a woman cannot teach a man how to be a man? A well, person can only teach you based on what their experience is. So, well, a part of teaching is to make sure that they introduce you into introduce you to me. Okay, I like that answer. That was you see you did good with that answer. That was, yeah. that was good. Like mama's gonna always sit. And, like if a woman sits and she says, "I'm not a man, baby," so I cannot teach you how to be no man, but I can introduce you to a man that I possibly should have been with. Yeah, that was bars. That was bars, brother. That was good stuff. Let me get some alkaline water on that one. That was good stuff right there. I'm going to need to take a sip for that one. <laughs> that was good stuff right there, boy. But no, that's you know kind of, that, but for real, though, bro, that's the kind of stuff that my mama and grandmama then would be on. She would be like, you know, you know. Thank you. Well, no, because that was honest, because a lot of people would try to make this, like, they'll try to uh, bring logic and rationality, but you answered it, I think, perfect, because it makes sense on why you will come to that conclusion of thought, right, to to accredit your grandmother for the introduction into manhood. The real man. She was like, this is the man that, if you had to follow somebody, follow him. He's not perfect. And when he make a mistake, he's transparent about his mistakes. Mm. Ain't nothing like, you know, a person makes so, a mistake and it just... So, so what you're saying essentially is, if I'm going to sum this up for you... Is that I'm his mom was the first reason that he followed me on Instagram? No, sir. Chill out now. <laughs> chill out. And she on here right now. <laughs> this, is, this is a late night she tap in right show, now. man. Y'all get the late night tap in show, man. Oh, man, I got a flight in the morning. I'm just enjoying right now, man. Just tapped in. I'm being Oakland in the morning for those who tapped in. No, but anytime you meet, like, just a genuine, uh, I feel like anytime, like, my, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I'm gonna always talk about my mom. Because, bro, this is a true story, bro. I be I don't really get into my story a lot, but one time I had went to jail in Anahuac, Texas. My mama watching that, bro. She know. Bro, my mama worked at Russell Corporation and then had no days off. Anahuac, Texas is six is about fourteen to sixteen hours away. That's where I caught my drug charge and got the five years probation. Mm. Anybody that know me know this in Alexander City, Alabama. They were so happy I went to jail because I was making. Buku of money in that city. What does Buku mean? A lot of money, bro. So you was making a lot of money. Had the, my own club place. called the Off Apollo is in uh, Coosa County. Y'all know y'all was paying the ten to twenty dollars a head. And we should make a movie. And we was twenty dollars. It was uh ten to twenty dollars a head, and we had at least five hundred people in there. But we fought every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was staying in jail for fighting. Yo, yo, my yo, yo. Came and got me out of jail every week, and that's why I started celebrating my mama's birthday on the tenth of every month because she was born on July the tenth. 
And then I started telling her Happy Mother's Day because I realized that we got to start, we got to stop insulting our mothers and telling them Happy Mother's Day on a day that an uh, opposite race created Mother's Day, which was in May when my mother could have easily said, son, it's June. It ain't son's day. Nigga, stay there. But she mm -hmm. didn't do that. She got in her car and she got to the jail cell within 10 hours and got me out of jail in Anahuac, Texas. And then in Texas, our motor had caught a fire. And then we had to pull over on side the road. And then we went into, me and my mama, we went into like a, uh, it wasn't 7-Eleven, but it was like a 7-Eleven. And we sat in there for like 11 hours. And then her sister drove all the way from Mobile to Texas, another part of Texas, because we had drove a little bit. We had a little Nissan Central. That mother, the motor caught on fire, bro, when I got out of jail. My mama tell you to this day. We sat in that store for 11 hours. And me and my mama just talked. And we just built. And my mama begged me, just do something positive. Just changed your life, baby. For 11 hours, and then my aunt picked me up. We rode all the way back home, bro. And I knew then that I ain't never seen no black woman like that. So I don't care what nobody say. You say what you want. My mama, shoot, you marry me, you marry her. <laughs> you marry two people. I don't care what you can say. Mama's boy, whatever you want to say. You marry me, you marry my mama, too. We both going in the house together. What do you think about this idea of being there and for the Shout people who's listening? Um, I'm thinking about this this movie concept where they go into your life story, right? Before all the positive stuff. I want to go into all of the before. When you was D-boy and you was you was uh, Felix Mitchell of your hood. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? I was Big Meech. I ain't even shouting my name. You was Big Meech of your, of your hood. And, and then... But this is how they're going to do it. So it's going to be side by side. So you're going to be having your story, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know how they cut. Then they're going to be having my story. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when, I, when I was in my hood doing my thing. You know what I mean? Running the streets and everything. And the movies is going to be side by side stories. You know what I mean? Before we actually connected and got on a positive road to building the shifters. You know what I'm talking about? And it's going to go all the way up to the point until when our friend... Hey, it was like, yo, you should connect with billionaire. That's it. What you think? She gonna be in the movie too. I mean, she yeah, should, she should be. Yeah, she gonna be in the movie. She was good. Or at least somebody that's playing her. She ain't got to be the actual person. I don't know if she wanna be in the movie. I mean, I think he missed the point. I don't think. So you know when a person start asking you other details besides the question that you asked them. I know, but I asked. She, hey, I was glad that she connected. She. You know, because she fought me to connect with you. Mm -hmm. She fought me, though. Eileen know I'm stubborn. Yeah. Is that how you say her name? Eileen? Yeah. She know I'm stubborn. That woman called me, bro, two, three times. Like, hey, you called me to check in? I said, hey, man, you gonna keep calling me? <laughs> she was like, I really think uh. She said, she said, I just really feel like y'all could do some great things for y'all. And been there go, he sent me a DM, and you sent me your video. I'm like, oh, fuck, this nigga sent me a video. Shut up, look at that shit. You know I think I, 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 I'm trying to remember if I took a look at the TED Talk or something, and I was like, all right, that's what's up. But at the time, I was so busy trying to, I'm, I'm building my own thing up, so I'm like, okay, he already popping. Like, let me get my stuff popping. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of my thought process. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to L.A. And shit, might as well connect with bro. See what kind of energy. Because I just felt like she 
was moving from a genuine place when she said we needed to tap in. So I was like, yeah, man, no, she ain't steering the brother wrong. And, you know, uh, the rest is shift to history, shift to future to come. You know what I'm talking about? So it's been a, it's been an amazing journey, man. Been tapped in. Um, this has been an amazing podcast, actually. And we're going to actually put this podcast up. For any of those that want to re-listen to any of this, this is one of them late night tap-in shows to where, you know, we kind of just go back and forth. I think that people really going to like this one. So this is being ingrained into history and all those who get to tap in. Um, you know, as we say the word tap-in, um, I won't give people context on what that means. You know what I mean? Because we, we're really teaching you to tap into your inner God and your inner self and your inner worth and your inner power and your inner verse and all of the things that exist within because we often look outside for our power and our abilities when we have everything inside that we actually need. And when we start to remember that in every instance and circumstance, we realize that we're the God that we're calling on and that we are never without lack because abundance exists within. Like there's an infinite universe. You can't show me the size of the mind, right? It don't matter how small a man is because his mind is limitless. So when you tap in, you tap into a limitless source of power and you connect yourself to that God consciousness. So when I say tap in, I'm telling you to tap in. Yeah, yeah. Man, but thanks y'all for tapping in with me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out this podcast tonight, man. And um, anybody want to sponsor the podcast or put some money towards the podcast, you can go on Anchor and you can donate five, ten, $100,000. It's all up to you. If you got any value from any of it, just tap all the way in. Appreciate you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.